Love yourself. Strive for progress, not perfection. Know your worth, then at tax. Make an income while making an impact. Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Visualise your higher self and start showing up as that. Level up. Hi guys and welcome back to Level Up With Lou, the podcast where we help you live your best life, pursue your dreams and love yourself. It's your girl Lou Oni and I am back with a brand new episode today. In today's episode we're going to be discussing fear, working through self-sabotage and how to crush your goals at the end of the year. On today's episode I've got an amazing guest on Her name is Madeline Colin. She's a certified life coach who works with entrepreneurs to help them blast through income plateau and skyrocket their success. Through her work in neurocoaching and energetic change, she's passionate about helping people cultivate their presence and breaking through self-imposed glass ceilings. Thank you so much for coming on the episode today. How are you, Madeline? (laughs) Lou, I'm so great. And thank you so much for having me. (laughs) That's good. Um, Before we get started, can you share with us what your personal growth journey has looked like, especially in this year, um, and what actually inspired you to transition from acting to life coaching? Oh, goodness. Yes. Um, I think my journey started by accident really because of acting, which was something that I always loved and studied. And as you are learning about building characters and, you know, the conflict that happens between characters and all that sort of thing, I started to learn so much about psychology and the way people tick and seeing how people would get in their own way. And I really started using what I learned from acting in my own life. And so I think that's what really sparked my journey. And I was living in LA and um, I actually had a really big life event, sort of a movie of the week experience. And it put me on a different path where I ended up working at a film studio. And it was amazing and wonderful and I loved it, but there came a point where it just wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. And that is when I really started to think about my next chapter, which is what led to life coaching and getting certified. And so that's what I spent this past year doing. Um, I've done a lot of other courses and things that I think supplement and support what I learned in my coach certification. And I think that brings us to today, just doing all the things to help amazing people get out of their own way and create what they want in their life that's amazing um obviously you work with clients um you know to um break through that and navigate how they feel about themselves and really overcome their fears and um self-limiting beliefs but like why do you feel like a lot of people um kind of don't believe in themselves and Um, practice self-sabotage? That's such a good question. So, you know, I think the thing that we need to remember about our brains is they were designed 
to further and advance the human species. And so I was talking to a friend of mine literally yesterday, and she was saying that she was telling her kids this story about the olden days. And there was a phone that they had in their kitchen growing up that was on the wall. And her kids were like, what? The phone was on the wall? (laughs) And then she's like, not only that, you didn't know who was calling you until you answered. And they just could not wrap their minds around that. It was so foreign to them. And it's like technology has evolved so much faster than our brains have. So every time we go to do something that is out of our comfort zone, our primal brain is freaking out Hmm. because it's been wired to like keep us comfortable and safe and it wants to do what's familiar. It wants to do what it knows how to do. It wants to be efficient. So if, say, somebody has a dream of starting their own podcast, to you and I, and I'm sure to them on a level, like, it sounds reasonable. Like, there's nothing Mm. scary about starting a podcast. However, the primal brain literally thinks it's going to die. Mm. So the brain freaks out, and it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's trying to keep us safe. And so that is a part of it. I think the other part of the the fear and the self-sabotage equation is all the the things that we think. And some of it we take on from, it might be ancestral. Some Mm -hmm. of it comes from our family and growing up, things we heard from teachers. There's Mm -hmm. so many different things that we have taken on to create beliefs. Mm. And so to, to continue with the podcast example, you know, somebody might think like, oh my gosh, but then I'm going to feel exposed. Mm. I'm going to be naked in front of the world. I'm going to feel too vulnerable. I like, I don't know if I can do it because like, how do I stand out? So many people are doing podcasts. How would I stand out? And we have all these thoughts that create all these feelings that are uncomfortable and scary and yucky. And so what we do is we end up self-sabotaging, which can look like feeling overwhelmed or procrastinating or not even starting because we fail in advance by just quitting on ourselves. Or we do things like, I just need to take a break, so I'm just going to finish watching this series on Netflix. (laughs) And we do all these things that that stop ourselves. But the crazy thing is self-sabotage is completely optional. Mm. It's a choice we're making. We don't always realize it. Yeah. But it's a choice we're making. Uh, it's very true that you said that. Um, because I feel like I don't think most people just sit there and analyze themselves and really understand why they do certain things and behave certain ways. Um, but as you said, it's actually a choice that you consciously, you, not even consciously, but like you, like you make in your head, um, and then you act out in certain ways, whether it be, it be manifesting in your behaviors towards people or mm-hmm. how you manage your time or your money or whatever, or even like, you know, like things like procrastination or like perfectionism where mm-hmm. you're not really, you're not really doing things because you're worried that it won't be quite perfect the way you want it to be. Um, right. I actually wanted to ask, did you ever have any times where you, um, you know, 
was self-sabotaging yourself? Oh my goodness, of course. <laughs> Loads of times, especially uh, in the early days of creating a business. You know, I one of the biggest lies we tell ourselves and the one of the biggest things to watch out for is the I don't know syndrome. Hmm. Uh-huh. It's sneaky because I was like, oh, but I don't know. I don't know how to create a business. I don't know how to find clients. I don't know how to. And that stopped me in the, the beginning from taking action and from finding solutions and from recognizing that sometimes it's practical, right? Like I didn't know how to build a website, for example. And that's mm-hmm. a practical thing that I could either take a class and learn how to do or hire someone to do. So there's some, I don't know, can apply to certain situations. I don't know how to do this physics equation. But most of the time, it's just a lie you're telling yourself to ultimately protect yourself. And so I had a lot of that to work through, yeah. definitely. And I would imagine starting the podcast, I'd be so curious to know what were some of the things that initially went through your mind? Did you have to work through some of it? Oh, definitely. I feel like that was one of the biggest barriers for me. So in terms of like, how do I actually do this? I've never done it before. I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd also ask myself, like, do people even want to listen to you? So mm-hmm. like, you know, you feel like you have all this information to give, but is your opinion even valuable? Um, that's something I really struggled with definitely um to the point where like I'd even sometimes like create content and then not put it out just out of fear of being judged Mm -hmm. because I feel like especially like you know doing a personal growth show you kind of want to put out this idea that your your life is all together and you know you've got things all figured out but in reality I'm a mess like everybody else (laughs) and um I think for me, the reason why partly I really wanted to do this because I wanted to document the journey and show people that the journey is as important as the destination. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely would say I really struggled with um, self-sabotage and, you know, fear and failure and not really wanting to do things because I was worried it wasn't going to go right. Um, Talking about fear, um, I know like in our pre-interview, we kind of discussed how fear can be a catalyst. Um, can you share with us how fear can actually be beneficial and be an advantage for people? Yeah, you know, I think right now there's this popular concept that people really push, which is this whole idea that you need to be fearless hmm. or like you look at fear and you punch it in the face. And <laughs> I just feel like, you know, sometimes that can work, but it's, it's kind of like building a house on a shaky foundation because at some point you're likely to feel like an imposter Mm. if you just use that bravado and push past fear instead of using it as the gift that it is. Mm. Because I believe that we are all spiritual beings and as such, our core essence is love. And fear is just the opposite of love. So whenever our fear comes up, I just feel like it's an opportunity to look at what needs to be healed. Hmm. And the more that we do that work, the less scary fear actually feels and you just create a relationship with it. 
and you can channel that energy because when you feel fear, and I'm not talking about the kind of like you're walking down the street at night to your car and it's dark and you have footsteps behind you. That's a very different kind of real practical fear. I'm talking about the like, oh my gosh, I'm starting a business, but there's so many people in my niche. How am I going to stand out? I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. That is a different kind of fear that really just creates some um, chemicals, a chemical response in the body. And we're afraid of all the feelings that the fear brings up. And that's when we can either go into hiding and do the things and beat ourselves up with our inner talk and, you know, procrastinate taking action and do all those kind of things that are self-sabotaging. Or we can really like sit with the fear, process it, allow it, breathe through it, and then channel that energy into action. That'll be more in alignment because you're going to get your thoughts on board and you're going to take action from a place that's grounded. Like, what would you say is your greatest fear and how are you currently working through it? My greatest fear is probably French pedicures. I joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I think my biggest fear is not, not always being onto myself because sometimes our fears are really sneaky. And they can seem so rational and so realistic. And those are the the sneaky ones that I need to especially, and I think many people that we need to be cognizant of and like really watch out for and really challenge every thought that Mm. I have. Because Mm. it can seem realistic to say something like, oh, you know, mindset, that word, the way it's being used right now, like nobody's really looking for mindset. All these people who teach marketing, they also teach mindset. So they don't need me. It can be so, it can seem so real because I can give you all these examples, all these coaches who've worked mindset into their marketing can seem very convincing, Hmm. but it's not actually true. So it's being onto myself and really doing the work to create from my future self and embodying my future self because she has so much more wisdom than my current self. Hmm. That's so true. Um, like we've talked quite, talked a bit about like, um, self-sabotage and, um, fear. Um, and I feel like people will be listening and thinking, yes, this is me. I can completely relate to this. But I actually don't know what to do. I don't like. I feel like it's like a vicious cycle that's never ending, um, and I get myself into such a state that mm-hmm. I don't know which practical steps to take, like today, to start working through that. Um, what would you say to people who feel this way, where you know they feel like it's overwhelming and mm-hmm. they want to know how to overcome it? I think one of the most important things that can help is if anybody has read Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, I love morning pages. We learned in our certification something similar called a thought download, but essentially to just dump everything from your brain onto paper. Hmm. And you don't judge it. Just And don't even worry about grammar or spelling. Like Just dump it onto paper. Hmm. 
And then you can really start to look at it because you get a little bit of separation. The more you start to observe yourself and observe your thinking, you create awareness. You create a little bit of separation from the thoughts because Mm -hmm. the thing is you are not your thoughts. You have thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts, but you are not your thoughts. So you get a little bit of separation and really look at them. That's when you can start to find some compassion for yourself for thinking Mm -hmm. them because you're human and your brain is freaking out like it's supposed to because it thinks you're going to die. It's trying to Mm -hmm. protect you. So you can just take a moment to talk to that fear and say like, what are you trying to show me? What is, what is happening? And not in a judgmental way. That's really key in a very loving, compassionate way as if you were talking to like yourself as a five-year-old. And it might even be helpful for some people to take a picture of themselves as a child and have it out and talk to that picture. Like, what's going on? Why are you afraid? And then start Mm -hmm. to reassure it. And you can focus on what else is true. So one of the things that I love that I learned from one of my meditation teachers is just to breathe and breathe into the feelings because the more that you just sit with the breath, you'll notice that that physical sensation of whatever the feeling is, that vibration in your body, when you sit with it and breathe into it, it usually changes and passes. Hmm. So then you can just sit and be with yourself and it can really be a quick process. It can be as as quick as like two to three minutes, but then Mm -hmm. just say to yourself, I am safe. I am calm. I choose to be here. And Mm -hmm. that'll take a lot of the charge off of the crazy thoughts. Mm -hmm. And when you have them on paper, that's when you can really start to look at them and separate the thoughts from the facts. Yeah. And so like my example from earlier, like I might have a fear that, oh, there's, there's so many people teaching mindset. As much as I want to convince myself that that's true at times, we have to look at what's a lot because 5,000 people might be a lot to one person and it might be <laughs> like a drop in the bucket to somebody else. So if not everybody will agree as to what it a lot actually means, then it becomes subjective. And so maybe I can look at it differently and maybe I can start to play with what else is true, which is okay, but nobody in those people have my experience and my Mm -hmm. voice and my wisdom and my combination of training. Mm. So there might be 5,000 people who talk about it, but not a single one is talking about it exactly like me. Hmm. That's so true. (laughs) And then you can start to work to a better belief that is more in alignment with who you are, which is coming to that place of love. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that. Um, because like when I was like preparing for the episode, um, just doing a bit of research. Um, and one of the like things I noticed that was talked about in terms of like self-sabotage and fear is um really understanding like what need your self-sabotage or what need your fear fills Mm -hmm. because I feel like sometimes it's like you have a void um that you're trying to overcome slash fill and 
the behavior that you're doing kind of feeds into that so whether it be for example maybe um you're overeating um Mm -hmm. because maybe you feel unhappy about something so it's like okay cool the need is actually that or the void is that you feel unhappy and so that like overeating that's why it being like a you know a, a, a behavior that is self self-sabotaging mm-hmm. the actual root of that self-sabotaging is your your feeling of feeling lonely or unhappy in what, the situation and so in that like um certain people like have certain behaviors for example they might you know turn to alcohol or they might um overeat or they might procrastinate or whatever or they might over worry about something Mm -hmm. that um they have certain behaviors that they do because they're trying to fill a void deep down um but what kind of behaviors can people start incorporating that could be healthier that would help them in this kind of situation well you know it's it's such a good question Because here's the thing that I would love people to really take away, which is the feelings don't just happen. So if you catch yourself overeating or over drinking or procrastinating, it's really critical to try to capture the thoughts Hmm. that are driving it because it always starts with a thought. Yeah. And that's where the morning pages or thought downloads can be so helpful because you'll start to notice the patterns and the things that you keep telling yourself. And the more you think these thoughts, the more you start to believe that they're true mm. and you're convinced that they're facts. So, so if you find that you're overeating or procrastinating, it's like, take a moment and just say like, wait a minute, what am I thinking right now? And that's where it comes back to then talking to that fear voice. Like what's going on? What is the feeling that I'm trying to avoid Mm -hmm. and working with that feeling and allowing that feeling and understanding that feeling is what's going to help you start to change that feeling. Mm Because the more you try to resist it, it'll have like a compounding effect and then it gets even bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. But if you like, take a moment to be with yourself and look at it and sit with it and process it. That's how you get to the other side of it. And from that place, you will start thinking better thoughts, which will give you better feelings. And we know, right? If you're feeling depressed or if you're feeling frustrated or you're feeling overwhelmed or anything like that, it's kind of like granimals, you know, did you guys have that in the UK, right? The little like you would match these things, like the little elephant would go with the elephant. So as a kid, you knew that you could wear this sweater with these pants because it had the elephants. Yeah, I think I've heard something like that. <laughs> it's kind of like granimals. If I'm feeling yucky feelings, my actions are going to reflect what I'm feeling and thinking, and then I will get the results of that. Hmm. And conversely, if you're thinking thoughts that are loving and supportive and that serve you, then it's a natural flow where you will have and experience the feelings that you are going to find support the actions that will give you the results that you want. Let's talk a bit about um, goal setting. 
um, because I feel like it's, you know, October now, so it's mm-hmm. towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people might be feeling quite stressed and worried about the fact that they haven't achieved certain goals and they're feeling behind. Um, but um, you actually, you know, believe that people can use this time to actually build momentum and achieve any like impossible goals they have. Um, but before we get started talking about goals, um, what would you say are some common obstacles you've noticed in the clients you work with in terms of achieving goals? It often comes down to some core themes, like uh, a fear of success, you know, like this, this idea that they don't want to outshine people. That's really mm. common. Um, leaving people behind, you know, if they get too successful, then maybe they don't want to earn more than their parents or their partner, for example. Mm. Um, another common one kind of relates to like the fear of failure, that they're not good enough. They don't know enough. They don't want to disappoint people. They don't have enough time. And then unworthiness is another big theme that I see. You know, it's like other people know more than me. Um, I can't stand out. In a cr- it's too crowded. I'm not going to stand out. Um, mm. I'm too fill in the blank. I'm not enough. Fill in the blank. And then imposter syndrome is also really big, especially with ambitious people. And yeah. it's, it's another one of the sneaky ones because on the outside, on paper, it looks like all these things have been achieved, but the, the high achievers have a tendency to think it's just a matter of time before I get found out or my success was a fluke. Mm. It was an accident. I don't know what happened. I just got lucky. So I think those are the four most like common categories that I've observed in clients. Mm. Oh, those are really good ones. Um, so I was reading through the PDF you sent me mm-hmm. um, and I really honestly loved the questions that you asked because, you know, these are questions that would get people really thinking about their goals and making sure that their goals really actually align with themselves, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like is so important because there's no point in, like setting yourself like a crazy goal that doesn't mean anything to you because when it comes to like doing things that align with your goal, it will be really difficult because then you just feel like it wasn't really for you or um, about you. But when it's something that's really truly important to you and aligns with you, I feel like you have a greater chance of, um, of meeting that goal or accomplishing that goal. Um, But what advice would you give to listeners who kind of want to build that momentum and, you know, start achieving certain goals that they set them, set for themselves earlier this year? You know, it's especially, as you said, Lou, we are coming up at the end of the year. So a lot of people have this, these thoughts like, oh my gosh, it's almost the holidays. What's the point? I'm just going to coast until the end of the year. And then I'll set that new year's resolution, get to it <laughs> later. <laughs> Or they get really discouraged and think like, well, you know, if I haven't done it at this point, then it's just not going to happen. And so then they stop themselves. So I actually think the end of the year is kind of a magical time to 
amp up whatever it is that you are trying to create and creating in your life, your big impossible juicy goal. Because really goals to me are like a spiritual quest. Mm. And that might sound kind of funny because, you know, one of my goals is I've recently discovered Escape to the Chateau and I am obsessed with the <laughs> What is it? Oh, it's the British show, Escape to the Chateau. I've actually never heard of it. Oh my gosh, Lou, it's amazing. It's um, Dick and Angel Strawbridge. They went and bought this abandoned chateau. It, I forget how long it had been unoccupied. And they bring it back to life. And that's something that I've always wanted to do. So that's an impossible goal that I have. Mm. And it's not about the chateau. <laughs> as beautiful and magnificent and everything else that the chateau is it's not about the chateau it's about who you become in the process of going for your goals hmm. because i mean especially when i was pursuing acting the thing that we were told by one of our teachers was you go for your 50 no's and the after that like you know that you are actually pursuing your craft because you're getting all that rejection Hmm. Well, you don't get rejection if you're not auditioning. Hmm. So then you're not really going for your goals. So it's it's who you become in the process. And so this is the time to really get clear about what you want to create and how uncomfortable you're willing to feel because it's not always joyful and light and fun. Like there's going to be moments where something is going to be hard or scary or uncomfortable or you feel vulnerable. Hmm. And that is where the magic is because that is how you really grow and evolve and develop self-love and having your own back and being more of who you're meant to be in this world. And that is how you leave your legacy. It doesn't have to look yeah. like becoming the next Oprah or inventing the next iPhone. Sometimes your legacy is who you impact in your community. So I just want to like say to everybody listening, what a, like what would you create if fear wasn't an issue? Because you can manage your brain and you can totally make it happen. Yeah, I love that. I, I'm actually smiling so hard just listening to that. Um, and you're and proof. Was... Like, look at what you did on the side, creating this podcast. You work. <laughs> such a demanding and challenging job, but you had this calling to give more and to model what's possible. Like you're leaving your legacy. You are creating this. It's amazing. And it's an inspiration. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I wish we actually had a lot more time, but I'm really aware um, that we don't have a lot more time, but um, maybe we'll do a part two. <laughs> we actually should. I'd really love to have you back on. Um, but before we end this episode, um, is there anything you want to share with the audience, whether it be any words of encouragement, any advice, is there anything you want to say to them? You know, there's a, a book that was written, which is The Five Regrets of the Dying. And even though I haven't read the actual book, I did read what the top five were. And it's incredibly powerful to think that this time that we have here is such a gift and it's fleeting and we stop ourselves for reasons 
that aren't our own. Hmm. And I don't want anybody to get to the end and to look back and have regret for what they didn't do. And that even means tomorrow. Like, so start now. Learn more about your thoughts. Learn how to manage them because they are all optional. Hmm. So cultivate the ones that serve you. Create that future self, the person you really want to be and who you're meant to be because it's a truer version of yourself that's in alignment with your authenticity and your purpose and your divine expression and go do it. Go become it. Become that person. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Madeline. (laughs) Thank you, Lou. This has been so fun. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Um, Before we go, where can the audience learn more about you and work with you? Oh, they can follow me on Instagram and also my website, which is The Clout Collective. And so my Instagram is at The Clout Collective. That's amazing. And there's different gifts on each one. So go check them out. (laughs) Yes, yes, everyone. Go check out Madeline's page. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Level Up with Lou, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something from it. Let me know your thoughts. You can email me at levelupwithlou at gmail.com. And also make sure you're following the pod at Level Up With Lou. We're on Instagram. And make sure you're subscribed and you're sharing to everyone. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Take care, everyone. Bye.